Hello and welcome back to Property Matters on Dublin South FM and on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. Joining us today is Jules Barker of Wired Score, Global Director of Product at Wired Score. And Jules is responsible for the creation, delivery and evolution of all products and associated services, including the, the probably well-known across the industry, Wired Score Digital Connectivity Certification and indeed Smart Score. Jules, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Carol. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I think many people who were involved in the delivery of, of, I'm using the term smart buildings quite broadly here, but anybody who's familiar with the delivery of smart build, uh, buildings will be familiar with Wired Score. It has become the industry standard for connectivity, but for anybody who's not familiar, you might just talk us through what Wired Score is and what the certification means. Yeah, absolutely. Very happy to. So WideScore is a certification that essentially tells uh, tells you how robust, how reliant, how resilient uh, your Internet connectivity is in your building. It, it came about uh, from New York back in 2013 um, in response to a challenge of how do we improve the Internet in, in New York. And Ari Barendrecht, our founder, said, well, let's gamify it. We'll create a certification that says how good it is. And then landlords will be able to compare to each other. Um, it, and compete to, to build the most resilient and best connected buildings. Resilience is a term that's thrown around. What does that mean in the context of real estate? Because actually, I, I think um, resilience has been wrapped up a lot in sustainability, and sometimes that message can get a little bit confusing. So when you're talking about the resiliency of real estate for across the portfolios that you deal with, what, what are you talking about? Well, what I'm, I guess I'm really talking about there is, is making sure, uh, in the case of WideScore, that the internet stays up and stays running. Uh, and you say it, it's got wrapped up in sustainability. Uh, actually, my, my view is that it's being missed out of the sustainability agenda really quite significantly at the moment. We talk quite a lot about ESG, and I think, um, and increasingly, I think the industry is coming around to the perspective that we need to talk about ESGR with with the fourth missing letter being resilience, because we've got to do two things with our buildings. One is reduce the emissions so that we're reducing our impact on the climate. But the second one is to recognise that no matter how well we do that, there's still going to be change coming. There's still going to be turmoil. And we've got to build buildings that are resilient and ca are able to carry on operating in a modern world in an world that's got increasing turbulence and change in it and you talked about essentially gamifying and this really by this um probably plays into the human side of real estate look we always talk about real estate being human um and it is a human centric business but actually the gamifying really goes to the the psychology across developers and people delivering these buildings because I think it's something that outside the industry gets missed, you know, um, that the industry perhaps has a reputation for just trying to maximize profits, whereas actually within the industry, um, re the reputational side uh, being the best, that's a huge driver for so many developers. They want the biggest, the best, the newest. They want to deliver something in a development that hasn't been delivered before. Um, you use the term gamifying across the certification. 
how important is that you know beyond a tick box exercise how important is it for the, the clients you're seeing delivering top quality into the market how important is it for them to be able to show that i think it's really important and um and, and absolutely carol thank you we it's not a tick box exercise being wide school certified or smart school certified. It's really about two things. One is being able to uh, assess and prove and benchmark your building against the others in uh, the other buildings around you in the local environment um, so that you can outcompete in the rental market so that the people want to come and rent your buildings and that drives rental tension and that drives rents and, and your buildings and, and your company outperforms. But the other one is the guidance that sits behind it. Um, effectively, our scorecards also provide a roadmap for you if um, and particularly I think this is the case in smart school where where there are a lot of people still around there who who know that um, for all sorts of reasons to make better buildings more sustainable buildings more efficient buildings they need to deploy technology but, but you don't necessarily know where to start uh, and so one of the fundamental pillars of smart score is that the product and, and the scorecard acts as a roadmap for you to help you make those decisions and help you build better buildings as well. Um I definitely want to talk to you more about that because actually as a throwaway comment we talk about putting the right technology in but actually the right technology isn't the same for every building um, and obviously will depend on the occupiers the users but but just before we get on to that can you talk to me maybe about the buildings that are currently certified are we talking about almost all newly built um, well, for wide score and smart score, it's a slightly different picture, and and obviously, you know, by market, it's it's a different picture. But but certainly in um, in geographies like London and like New York, it tends to be the case that if you want to compete in the market, you need to to sign up your new development for for wide score and increasingly for smart score. Um, but but as I said, for us, this is about enabling you to compete against your peers and also supporting you in building a better building. Um, so I, I would say absolutely anyone building um, a, a new commercial office, um, pick up the phone and come to us, definitely. But what about for existing buildings? Yeah, existing buildings, uh, existing buildings as well. Um, so we can help not just by taking your brand new flagship development and, and supporting you and building that better and, and, and showcasing it. But of course, there's a huge, huge number of uh, existing standing stock out there in the market that quite often is uh, is in need of improvement. Um, and we can actually we can absolutely do that as well. So the certification has different levels. Um, and so whilst you might want to be aiming um, nearer the top with your brand new building, it's still a real accolade and still sets you out against your peers if you're getting certified in a in a 30 year old office office building that still demonstrates to your potential tenants that you've got robust and resilient internet in a building where maybe next door it doesn't because it hasn't had that investment and so we can go in there and easily take the complexity out of all of those complex terms like um you know all the all the complex internet terms that are out there and we can take the complexity out and give a simple certificate that allows you to prove as a landlord that it's a solid res resilient and reliable building do you have any data yet in terms of say for not the newly newly built but for secondhand properties and are, are, have you any data yet to see how the wired score um certification can actually and, and indeed sorry smart score um how it impacts the value of the lease do you have mm. that data yet yeah we we do that there's a pretty old uh 
piece that was done with JLL, JLL a couple of years ago. And we've got a couple of um, pieces of research that should be out within the next uh, four to six weeks that, that point to exactly that. And, um, you know, unsurprisingly, I'm very pleased that uh, that it, it is demonstrating and uh, we're working with third parties. So it's, you know, we've we've given them the data and they've 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 analyzed uh, or we've given them the wide score uh, data and they've analyzed from their own uh, rental data. Um, so it's third party research and it is showing exactly that, that that for all types of buildings, there is a measurable and statistical significant uh, uplift in rents for wide school certified buildings. Uh, very good. Jules, before we go any further, can you explain the difference between wired score and smart score? Yeah, happy to. So wired score I've talked about um, a, a couple of times in the last few minutes that that focuses on the resilience of Internet connectivity in a building. And then smart score focuses on smart buildings. So the way in which you are using as a landlord uh, operator developer, the way in which you're using technology to drive better outcomes for all the stakeholders, excuse me, for all the stakeholders in a building. Um, and by all the stakeholders, I mean, not just uh, the owners, uh, the investors, uh, the operators, but also the occupiers, the tenants um, and their employees as well. How are you using technology to reliably and efficiently uh, make a better building? Okay, so is that where we're getting into the use of maybe different IoT devices to, to do different functions like, you know, measuring footfall, usage, uh, air quality, uh, acoustics, all of that? Yeah, that's exactly it. All, all of those different things is what Smart Score looks at, how you're using technology to do that. Very good. Okay, let's go back to the roadmap because actually I think for people listening in, particularly um, real estate owners or portfolio managers, that's what they're going to be most interested in because you know we we mentioned it early that uh, earlier in the in the uh, interview there about we talk about the right technology. It's very difficult to know what the right technology is, and there's a lot of prop tech sales going on. Um, and actually, particularly since COVID, I find that sales are being well received and maybe people are buying without understanding what they're buying and why they're buying um so can you talk to us maybe about the roadmap that you would be helping portfolio owners put together and is this on a portfolio basis or on a building by building basis yeah absolutely so we certify on a building by building basis um and and you ask how how do you identify the right technology from all of the different sales that are happening? And that that is absolutely what what we're here to help with. So I'd encourage everyone to pick up the phone. But more generally, my, my advice here, and this is how our product is set up, is you start with the outcomes. Uh, a historic um, mistake I think it's really easy to make is to get seduced by the technology. Someone will come in um, and tell you that they've got something that will do something really whizzy in your building and you think that sounds brilliant and you put it in without starting from what do I want the building to do and so at the very earliest possible design stages uh, you should be starting with the outcomes you want that building um, to deliver what do you want the building to do and then based on those outcomes you work with the supply chain with with the consultants and with the architects and the, and the providers to deliver the technology that delivers those outcomes and and not other ones and, and the reason for that is twofold <clears throat> one is if you don't start like that you'll realize that the building's not doing some things that you really wanted it to do and you really need it to do um, but then the second thing is you end up wasting huge amounts of money on technology that then needs to be replaced um, and retrofitted with different different technology within a couple of years 
And sorry, just in that context, can you maybe share share some of the experiences dealing with clients? What are the priorities? So are the priority are the priorities from a reputational point of view to improve the the comfort of people within the buildings? Are we prioritizing compliance? Is it about sustainability or is it coming down to returns? Like what are the driving priorities? I think all those priorities, Karen, actually push in the same direction, fortunately. Um, it's a question of balancing them all um, in the right way, which, which again goes back to, to the outcomes. But but the kind of priorities I think it's it, we're seeing clients drive is, is sustainability is one. Um, and we can talk more about that, but, but it's clear that you can't build a sustainable, efficient, modern commercial building unless you deploy the right technology in it. So sustainability is one really important outcome. Um, another one is cost efficiency, and those obviously interrelate with each other because if you're burn, if you're using less energy to run the building, it's more cost effective, and it, it has it's more sustainable as a building. And then the third one is the out uh, the the. Uh, customer experience the user experience in that building are you creating a building that people actually want to come to and in a world where employers are increasingly competing with the kitchen table at home to make people they've got to make people want to come back into the office offering a great experience is really important uh, and not to mention the fact that if you think about how your home has probably changed over the last 30 or 40 years in a way that Certainly a year or two ago, the office just hadn't. There's a lot of catching up to do there. And then the fourth thing is about future proofing. And again, that interrelates with cost efficiency because um, making sure you're deploying the right technology that will be um, resilient against changes in technology will save you money in the long term. And so collectively, getting all of those things right then in turn drives out performance in terms of rents, but it also um, will reduce the uh, the changes and the cost to run the building um, and put new capex into the building so it drives returns overall so they all feed into each other by balancing those things right you're absolutely outperforming from a financial sense as well these things do feed into each other but do they compete so for example when we talk about real estate we're talking about both the long and the short term so you talked about future proofing the building we know that's essential um from a sustainability point of view um but is that in any way conflicting with what building users want right now? Because again, you rightly pointed out the office is competing with the kitchen table. It is it has just been such an unprecedented time for commercial real estate, but also for humanity. So um, I, I suppose really, is there a conflict in where buildings need to get to and what the users want right now? Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? That's a really, really interesting challenge. I, I don't think so. I, I think what putting the right technology in a building allows you to do as an owner or an operator is to optimise that building in a way that you have choice. For the first time, you have real choice at a super granular level about how that building will perform. Now, you're absolutely right, Carol. You, you could choose to dial the sustainability all the way up or the user comfort all the way up, you know, in the in the depths of winter you're pumping the heating all the time that's not good for sustainability and might be good for for comfort but you do have a choice about that for the first time um, and I think that's incredibly powerful but the other interesting thing about that is I don't think we're now living in a world where um, where that is actually what users want there is a real recognition um, uh, you know many of the people outside the offices the people in the street care 
even more deeply about climate change. And so I don't think we are actually in a world where you say, well, we can either we can either optimize for heat for sustainability of heating or comfort of heating, because a lot of people dearly, dearly want to work for an employer in a building that they think is helping the climate. So I, I don't think there is. I, I increasingly think we're all pulling in the same direction here. And the wonderful thing about putting the right technology in building in buildings is it allows you to optimize in the way you want to optimize. I think it's a really interesting time. And I look forward to seeing the research that is due to come out from World Score over the next four to six weeks. So as soon as that issues, perhaps we might have a chat again. But for now, that's always time for today. My thanks to Jules Barker of Wired Score. We need to take a quick break. Stay tuned. <laughs>